Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. Today is Super Bowl Wednesday. That's not a thing. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. That's not a thing. Whatever day you're listening on, it doesn't matter. We're not about the sports, we're about the movies. And TV. And TV. Of course. I'm just going to leave us into trailer talk because... What do we got first? Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. What a mouthful. Love it. What a title. Can uh, I just say, we have never reviewed Fast and the Furious, any of the numbered films, because you don't like these movies. We're not going to start. I think, one, I love them. I really, really do. <laughs> and I think the Presents movie, <laughs> what a title, by the way. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. This could be our first Fast and Furious review. Oh, it won't. I'll I'll chip away. <laughs> Maybe we'll do it. You got some time. This this movie looks insane. Now I'm a fan of these movies, and they and the journey, escalate the on a ridiculous level. And we've joked on the podcast before that before soon, or you know soon, they've got to go to space. Because the they're escalating at a ridiculous rate, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm thinking space superpowers. <laughs> that's that's what we're getting Hobbs in this movie. Sure, looks like a superhero movie. It does, like a buddy superhero movie. Idris Elba is bulletproof. <laughs> like he's having all these he's experiments done on him. A super suit. <laughs> he looks like an X Man <laughs> from back in the day. From like he's, the last stand. He's the wearing the black leather. This film looks ridiculous in the best way possible. There's literally a a line of dialogue spoken by The Rock where he says, I'm trying to save the world, which, for the record, will be my fourth time. It is literally The Rock's fourth time playing this character. I love this. I just love everything about it. It it is so ridiculous. So for a Fast and Furious fan who's gone on the journey, who is with the movies at the moment, who is on board with what they're doing, which I know has become Looney Tunes or something like that, but it's fine. It's what it is. This This is perfect. Perfectly placed. I think what because they're going full comic book. Like again, superpowers. I think if you do this in a spin-off movie. Okay, you can get bigger and more ridiculous. I don't think it had quite worked if it was Fast and the Furious 9. Because although... Is this not the level? It's not, no. This is taking it to another level. This is like... They've got Dwayne Johnson, Jason Statham, Idris Elba. These three guys in one film. And this is what they're going to do with these characters. And it worked for those characters. If it was Vin Diesel suddenly becoming bulletproof, that would have been... Too silly. I mean, we've got to draw the line somewhere. But <laughs> this looks like a fun movie. We've got Vanessa Kirby in here. We last saw her in Mission Impossible Fallout. She was fantastic in that. We don't know what she's going to do in this. I'm I'm into it. My wife has no interest in any of the Fast and the Furious movies. Upon hearing about this movie, she wants to see it. It's The Rock, it's Stay. Bring her up or do the review with your wife. It can be a I just, special. I think this movie's going to do something special, which a lot of the movies have. Like, you know, the the box office on, on the eighth movie was insane. But this could also appear to another audience. Like, like all saying, the movies feature fast and furious cars. Yeah. Whereas in this movie, it seems to be moving away from that, but still feeling of that world, but taking it to the next level. Like, we've got The Rock on a Fast and Furious motorcycle. We've got, it just looks great. And just the contrast, you know, we've got in the opening of the trailer, we've got Dwayne Johnson making breakfast. We've got Statham. He's knocking back a coffee and a beer. I'm all in for this movie. I think it looks so much fun. It looks like they've got two characters lined up. That are, Yeah, like the contrast. They, yeah, there's like a charm between the two of them. It's, okay, there is an appeal. Damn it. But... I reckon we get together. We don't need to do any of those but we'll just do this presents and I'll, and, and see, I'll, I'll bring see it what happens. I'll bring my opinion of I know jack shit about this exactly franchise. right so it'll make for an interesting conversation right. at the very least but we've we first got to see Statham he was introduced at the end of number 6 number 7 he was the bad guy number 8 he teams up and reluctantly joins the good guys and they pretty much made him as a good guy so it's almost like they soft wreck on his character and then he gets his spin-off where he's partnering with Johnson. 
It looks a lot of fun. <laughs> but seriously, when we first saw his character, Statham, straight up bad guy. He even killed one of the main guys on the team. Well, spoilers. <laughs> but I didn't tell you who. Didn't tell you who. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up we've got Birds of Prey. Now, this is just a teaser, very short. Um, this is, of course, the first teaser for the, let's call it the Harley Quinn movie. Well, it's the Birds of Prey movie, yeah, but then characters. it's got that subtitle, like, really, I can't even remember. Oh, the Emancipation <laughs> of Harley yes. Quinzel or some rubbish. They had to get her name in the title somehow, and that, of course, comes out in February 2020. But we get the first look at, I guess, this, well, the new look at Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn again, a few other cast members, characters and stuff, even and though, yeah. I don't even know who I'm looking at. So Harley but, Quinn is dressed differently in this, but they're very much leaning into what we got in the New 52 comics, where oh, she didn't okay. just wear the jester outfit all the time. She mixed it up wearing different costumes, and that's what we're introduced to here, which, you know, it works. Interestingly, that behind-the-scene picture that Robbie released, if you look close at the dog tag, the name on there, Bruce. So you got to think Bruce Wayne or coincidence. I'm thinking more Bruce Wayne, which is <laughs> interesting that she'd have that information but not use it. Very interesting. But very rapid fire. We get Victor Zaz. We get Black Mask, Black Canary. Uh, there's so many characters. Uh, Cassandra Kane. So pretty much all the big characters that are in this movie. Renee Montoya, she's another one. We see them all in this teaser. It is so quick. It, like flashes, like you blink and you literally will miss them. Like. But all those characters, some being in live action for the first time, we get, a, even though it's quick, you could pause it. You could pause it. I mean, yeah, that's we true. see how they're going to look. It's pretty cool. But very, very quick. It's like, it's like 30 seconds now. If, you, if you're of the opinion that that Suicide, suicide movie looked like a, a long extended music video clip, this looks like a teaser for a music video clip, like Dead Set, or a commercial for a, you know, a new clothing line or something. It does, but it is. It's but a it's a great, movie. It's a great tease. It's stylized. It works for a teaser, but don't give me Suicide Squad. Yeah, again. do not transcend this into the movie. Another music video. Perfectly but as a, teaser, fine for a teaser, it works. Okay, uh, as you mentioned, Super Bowl Wednesday or whatever it is um, on our Monday, which is Super Bowl Sunday. Man, timelines, time zones. There's, a, there's a lot of trailers, but I yeah, think yeah, trailers we and stuff. purposely, or a lot of them are like the what, 40 seconds. They're pretty brief. They're basically TV spots. They're big, yeah. expensive TV spots, but we got a few new ones. Um, so we're just going to highlight a couple of them. Avengers Endgame, we got a bit more footage. I think this looks great. I watched and, this because I'm a chump, but I'm pleasantly surprised that. And it's not ruining, there's no, no big there's spoilers in here. And it made me realise, because, you know, everybody talks about how great Avengers Infinity War is. Like, for me, it was my number one movie of 2018. But what I'm seeing in this very brief teaser is more of what I want and less of what we've got in Infinity War. Now, I know they had to go big and cosmic in Infinity War, but I'm lo loving how grounded we're this sequel is looking. Earth, it's, the, just... it's the fallout, the consequences of what happened in space on Earth. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the Avengers in that capacity again. I guess, like, one of the interesting things you see is, you know, like, you've got your new Avengers team, which, not a spoiler, because you know these are our remaining characters. You know, you've got Rocket with Cap, with Black Widow. Who else War was Machine. Yeah. Scott Lang. Ant yeah, Man. yeah. Decked up as, suited up as Ant-Man. That's not a surprise, but it was cool to see them just walking ominously. And just seeing, like the world like what it looks like because we know that half the population disappeared it's gonna cause an impact isn't it but we're like, seeing it we're seeing like evacuated or like you just abandoned places and mm. it looks eerie it looks cool and yeah it's more of what i want from the avengers less of the space more of the grounded superheroics i'm sure that at least the second half of this movie is going to be nuts and you're going to get all of that again so and I'm fine with that, but I'm, I'm loving the grounded look of this mm. teaser. Captain Marvel. Higher, further, faster, baby. Yeah. That's the line of so dialogue. That, that's a new song, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Download it, that on iTunes, I reckon, in the next It looks, weeks. you know, pretty fun. Again, a short teaser. But this movie, like, it's a couple of weeks away. I was getting a bit concerned of how, like, yeah, Brie Larson's portrayal, I guess, you know, She's quite straight-faced in a lot of the, the footage so far, but I think this one, th even this little snippet, 
you know, she's sort of smiling, being she's a, a little bit softer smi- around yeah. the edges. Sort of being a little more cheeky, you know, like she says, higher, further, faster, or whatever it is. Baby. Baby. It's <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> what she says at the end. And I'm just like, all right. Yeah, I like she's, your She's having a, having a bit of fun. Yeah. But I think just Brie Larson, she's in a very interesting position where for the the wider movie-going audience, their first exposure to this character will be what she puts on screen. That's true, yeah. Unless... She's not like playing Batman or any of these characters that many actors have played before. She's coming in fresh and she's going to be most people's first Captain Marvel. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. It looks, it looks pretty fun. But you're right, though. She, she did seem a bit softer and she was having a bit more fun in this instead of being so serious. But again, just quickly cut together a bit of footage. Looks good. We get a, we get more young Nick Fury. Yeah, having a good time as well. Like. Yeah, like just being impressed by the, <laughs> by how powerful his world has Captain changed. Is. Um, I guess the last one we mentioned, uh, Super Bowl TV spot related, Toy Story 4. The song makes me smile. You got a friend in me. Every time it just <laughs> touches a nerve. Uh, we get a bit of actual footage of Bo Peep. We do. A new we, Bo Peep. We do. But mainly, it's the Key and Peele show again. Yeah, we're they're really using these guys or the characters they're playing to market this movie. Buzz is pinned up on this, like, you know, this carny game thing, and they're hassling him, slapping him and stuff, and he's sort of. I always forget the characters' names. I think it's like Bunny and Ducky or something. <laughs> something like that. There's a bunny and there's a duck. But okay, yeah. yeah. The um, Bunny and Ducky. But the, the duck gets his foot trapped in the helmet. Ha ha ha. It's funny. It's I good. Everyone's back. Yeah, this looks fun. But I, without without them releasing any sort of like actual storyline or you know synopsis or anything, just from these snippets, it's like obviously like what are we what are we piecing together here? Okay, so they go to this carnival or something. Maybe they get left behind, lost or something like that. There's this new Bo Peep character, which is obviously a different Bo Peep, but obviously Woody's still got some sort of connection. Oh, is it different? I thought she was just wearing a different outfit. Is it a different character? Well, yeah, because the the original one was like made out of ceramic or oh, something. Right. So oh, okay. I just thought she was That's wearing gotta be a, new one. a new outfit. Maybe it's like a doll or something. But... Because there's been a lot of comparisons online to like being it a Jedi be... or you know, the, <laughs> way that, the way she's holding a staff and then people have like you know replaced a, like a staff with a lightsaber and all that kind of I think it's got to be a new... And for it to be the same character, like, what are the odds? Because like she was... Like, but I thought that was the whole thing, though, bringing that character back because she was missing. Was it the last one she wasn't in? Yeah, an original. I think an original plot was going to be they go out and try and find it, but I think that evolved into something different, which is what we're getting now. And I think they've incorporated a version of a, of the character. So, but then it's mysteries. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I, I'm still like coming to terms with the fact that we're getting another Toy Story film. I thought it was three. Was that was done. it. They'd made the trilogy. Three successful movies, but yeah, we're getting more. No, they kept doing those shorts and stuff with like that, oh, that's true. new like, kid, and I think yeah. people responded well to them and uh, money. But more Toy Story, <laughs> you know, we're going to watch it. Yeah, look, as long as it's a good film, that's okay. They can keep going. And Key and Peele, you know. I like those guys. <laughs> that's it. All right, well, that's it for trailer talk. Um, on to movie news. And we're starting with Suicide Squad. The Suicide the, Squad. Sorry, my bad. The Official Suicide title. Squad. Yes. <laughs> and James Gunn um, is directing from, of course, Warner Brothers. Uh, the film is being described as a relaunch and not necessarily a sequel. Uh, Gunn will be using a mostly new cast of characters and actors, which I guess is something you can do with Suicide Squad. Of course Squad. you can. That, but are that's they... literally what they were in the comics. But you know, I'm raising this question again with the DC films at the moment, like... Where are, are they going to pick and choose elements? You know, obviously they're keeping Harley Quinn. They want to, not necessarily they're going to put her in this movie again. Which... So you mean, with, yeah, keeping the character and the actress. Margot Robbie, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Yeah, obviously they're keeping Jason Momoa so they're keeping as them. Aquaman. So they, they can do a soft reboot with Suicide Squad. You know, it can still be in this world, but mix so it So again, with... they, they say that first movie still can and still exists, yeah. but... The, the franchise, I guess, is going in a new direction. So they can bring in, like, you don't have to have Deadshot and all these other characters. Like, we know, obviously, Harley Quinn's not going to be in this. She's busy with the Birds of Prey. Mm. But just, yeah, bringing in new actors. So it's kind of like they are doing a reboot, but at the same time, it's ongoing. Like, they're still telling a wider story. We've known for a long time that Gunn was writing the movie, but the latest things, as you say, he's also directing, which is a huge win for DC, I say. The Batman. Director Matt Reeves has announced that The Batman, the working title, I think that's the one that's going with <laughs> DC's the DC's liking The. Yeah, no, that's that's 
Really obvious, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get what the Man we of done Steel yet? at some point. Uh, the Batman will be released in 2021. Ben Affleck will not star in the film as it is rumoured to portray a younger Bruce Wayne. There's a lot to unpack here. It's It's been, what, two years? We've been... Not two years. How long's it been? Like yeah, year. two years. How long's it been since Justice League? It seems like a lifetime. Was that 17? Almost. Was that 2017? Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, so, so that was the last time. But if you think, but it was at the end of the year. So it's... If you think when he finished the movie, I think we're looking at about two years from when he last played the character when he actually filmed his scenes right. to now. And there was an article online announcing that he won't be back as Batman, and Ben Affleck liked and retweeted the comment. <laughs> but this is this is. I mean, there's still nothing concrete as far as i'm aware so this movie it's very much going it can be a prequel movie well yeah if, it's a young batman so again by, if they're if they're keeping everything so far canon but they're just changing directions on where the films are yeah this could be a prequel it could be they could do a trilogy of movies that because we get to see batman towards the end of his career when we're first introduced in Batman so let's go Superman. back and see how did we so get they, there. They can go back and maybe give us, you know, like a Tim Burton era style. You know what we got in that first uh, movie with Nicholson and Keaton. Maybe do that style of Gotham. I don't know. But they, they can go back and have it very much looking like the Batman that we know and love. And then in future films, maybe after like plays Batman again, maybe he doesn't. Well, that's the thing. Like, if this is if they treat this as a prequel, all in canon with the rest of them, and they have obviously a, a new actor portraying a young one, of course you wouldn't have Affleck. But that doesn't mean you know, maybe they want to try again to do Justice League or have you know the modern Batman feature in another film, so Affleck pops up for you know five minutes or so. Because it, it would be different if they, were, if they were doing a contemporary film. And they recast Batman. If they were doing a, straight away, it's like right, okay. If they're doing Affleck's a sequel out. to Justice League, and they're all like, "Oh, this guy's Batman now," of course, okay, that means Affleck's out. But they're they're not. So until you know, someone actually says he completely one hundred percent out. What I think is going to happen is that the DCEU or whatever they want to call it, that Batman is still Batman. They're just not going to do movies in this timeline that's moving forward. They're going to do prequel Batman movies. So, you know, following the events of Aquaman and all the other DC films that are coming out, Shazam, Batman's out there, but they're not making Batman films. Mm. Batman's not popping up, but he's out there, and that's fine. They're talking about doing a Supergirl film, so it's like they're doing Superman without Superman. So he's off out there. So it's they could almost be like still doing these movies, but not focusing on you know Henry Cavill as Superman, Ben Affleck as Batman, but still moving forward with this shared continuity. That's right, yeah. But without doing a Justice League movie. It's very interesting, isn't it? Mm. But hearing that Affleck wasn't coming back for Batman, I was okay with it. I was surprised with myself at how okay it is. I, I, like, I like them. I like that version of I do. that Batman. That I got. do, but the idea of them not continuing, I'm fine with that as well. Yeah. And I like the idea of a younger actor. But have you heard who the favourite is? Is it Robert one? Pattinson? Yeah, I heard. A, I, I heard. Read a, that last I heard night. Nick Jonas. He wants to do it. He's he been very wants vocal. to do it. He's been very vocal he's not about the it. But Pattinson, he's he's talked about as being one of the favourites, and already people have mocked up art of him as Batman. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm always sparkly Batman. <laughs> I'm always hesitant now to like to to judge an actor and be like, oh, you know because they've typecast as something previously because I'm like oh you know like I judge people who like do that so it's like oh well, maybe you can. can but the idea of that? going younger that's okay. Oh and what I did read that I liked uh, Matt Reeves when he was talking about his approach to Batman is more of a detective like that's the side yes, less than cool that'll be very than cool. a, you know someone that uses brute force is going to be more of a detective mm. so I, I like that keeping it batman though batman beyond now inspired by spider-man into the spider-verse dc is working on a batman beyond movie for the big screen completely on board so animated of course just like the tv series was yes <laughs> get will friedel on the phone he can come back and voice terry mcginnis do you think, it, yeah, but do you think it would it would it would land much like that into the Spider Verse movie? I mean, because that was 
that was something, something else. Something else. A, where a this completely would, new experience. This Batman film would be in line with that series, which is, you know... This would look like DC's Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And that's obviously the success of that movie, the look of that movie is what's prompted this. Like, if DC is going to look at their back catalogue, who do we have? Well, Batman Beyond, like, he's, he's at the forefront. Like, you don't have to look much further than him. But this character's been around for a long time and has a huge fan base, myself included. But is it huge, huge? Do you mean Batman or just Batman Beyond? Batman Beyond. All right. Yeah, huge fan base, and I'm I'm really into it and love that series, and I'm still a fan of it today. Yeah, I do think there's an audience for it. Just recently, Kevin Smith, on one of his many podcasts, he was talking about the idea of Batman Beyond, but live action, saying, you cast Michael Keaton as an old Bruce Wayne Billion dollars. <laughs> I mean, he might have been, I may be putting words in his mouth. Like, he maybe didn't say billion. But he'd like, that would be, that would go gangbusters at the box office. And I agree, like, there would be an audience for that. It would be that. amazing. I would. But how about if they do this animated Batman Beyond movie, Michael Keaton voicing Bruce Wayne? I mean, holy shit. Yeah, but then you'd almost want, I don't know, you'd want an animated Batman movie continuing on from like Batman Returns or something you know but just in animated form no I, I, I'd see where you could if that's going to be think, a, I think a if, home release movie I, I agree but if they're going to go big like into the Spider-Verse and they get Michael Keaton to voice Bruce Wayne again oh, like sure. just having this conversation now is getting me so excited for that idea he oh, could do both that. he could do both but that's Michael Keaton replacing Kevin Conroy, who, right, of course, it, is yeah. the animated Batman. So if they're going to go in that direction, Kevin, uh, Michael Keaton is Bruce Wayne. They'd have to go for somebody else other than Will Friedle. So move away from that TV series. Sorry, Will. And then just do <laughs> something big on the big screen. Like Neo-Gotham. Yeah. Oh, that would look uh, cool. Fair enough. I mean, we're getting a DC Super Pets movie. So <laughs> if, if that can be a thing, come on, give us Batman Beyond... Uh, DC Super Pets will be hitting screens in May 2021. The, st- the story will use the series of children's books as the source material. Uh, the books also inspired a series of shorts on Cartoon Network. The lineup of Super Pets is set to include Batman's dog Ace the Bat Hound, Superman's dog Crypto, and Supergirl's cat Streaky. Does that do anything for you? Now, when you say hitting screen, big screen? Big screens. Not small screens? Hitting big screens. <laughs> Not streaming Cinema. screens? Cinematic. Jeez. Yeah. Louise. So I don't want to live in a world where we have animated DC Super Pets on the big screen and not Batman Beyond. <laughs> so hopefully we get both and I will watch one of them. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, DC Super Pets. I mean, if we look at what happened last year with Teen Titans Go to the Movies, which we both loved. Yeah. Surprise, there's clearly surprise. an audience out there for, you know, like a young audience for these DC movies. I mean, Go to the Movies ended up being a movie for everybody. But maybe it would have just been a movie for kids. This, I think, will just be yeah. a movie for kids. But yeah, on the big screen. But DC are doing things. Unstoppable billion-dollar things. Aquaman 2 is officially happening. Uh, James Wan is waiting for the right script. Before sensible, he sensible, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah now we, we're not going to do this again, Jason. <laughs> we know, everybody knows that you hated Aquaman. Hated. Hated with a passion. And I liked I liked Aquaman. So I like the idea that we are getting more. I would like for one to return. I think there's a lot that he definitely brought to that movie. Um, yeah, so more more Aquaman. I mean, it's pretty much a given. Like, you look at... I mean, those numbers, you can't still, argue with that. You can't argue it's with still going. <laughs> the box office, it's not slowing down. Wonder Woman 3, we've got a little bit of news. So we've not got Wonder Woman 1984 yet. But we've got some news on the on the third movie. Patty Jenkins has an idea for what she wants to do in the film, and that includes when the film will be set. Diana's first two films have taken her to World War One and the 1980s. By the time audiences see Wonder Woman 84 next year, Jenkins believes Diana's past will be well covered. Oh, so, so we're looking at another prequel? Contemporary movie. No, not another prequel. A past is covered. Oh, after so the second one, mo- sorry. Yeah. The third one so the be... third movie will be present day. I think I like that. Yeah, I think that'd be, that'd be, I'd be comfortable with that. Yeah, no, I, I like that. Give yeah. her a solo movie now, modern, you know. It's like... essentially what Wonder Woman will do in a trilogy... Captain America did in the first Avenger where <laughs> he starts in the past and he works his way to well, modern day New York to be fair he was, he was asleep for most of it so that is true she's she, been awake she's been awake so a lot more happened but yeah I think that sounds great 
I really like the look and the sound of Wonder Woman 1984. But to then do a third film, like rounding out the trilogy and have it be modern day, and then down the line, if they do another Justice League film or whatever they get to next, she's ready. She's here. In, in Wonder Woman 1984, do you want her to go to like the premiere of Ghostbusters or something? Do you want her to go to the movies and no, just weird, fun shit like I that? I want to go to the premiere of Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need Wonder Woman to go. Just in the background of her, like say she's at a, like a shopping mall, there's like a... Do they have cinemas inside shopping malls in America? I don't know. Listen, I love... Do you want the 80s pop culture the, stuff from that movie? The Goldbergs, the TV show. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I don't want that. <laughs> I want that for the Goldbergs, but I don't want like all the obvious pop culture references. Because right. I, I think there can be stranger things. They, or Sometimes they do, but more often than not, they don't hit you over the head with right. it. It's like, so, that's the setting. Cool. That's the decade it's in. I just thought it was interesting looking at the year and I'm like, oh, that's, that's your year. I mean, it's, it is it's the year I was born. It's a great year. That's your year. <laughs> <gasps> she could be at your birth. Yes, that's a bit weird. Okay. <laughs> it's one woman, your mom. Um, we're going to mix things up. Marvel, Morbius, and... No, I ran out of M-words. Um, Morbius, the living vampire. Matt Smith, there we go, is joining Jared Leto in Morbius. Character details are still unknown. Um, but Morbius centres on Dr. Michael Morbius, played by Leto in the film. He's a scientist who suffered from a rare blood disease and attempted to cure himself, but ended up turning himself into a vampire. My thoughts on this, it's not going to work. But I also thought that about Venom. <laughs> and that still didn't work. The box but, uh... office, it worked very, very well. Right, it worked in different ways. I'm just hoping that, you know, Venom was a success for Sony and it's like, let's make Morbius, but follow the Venom model because that obviously works so well. But are you hoping they do that in a way that it, it bombs and they learn a lesson? Or... You're the Spider-Man guy. And, and I want and these and to I'm die. A like... I'm a fan, but you're for you, Spider-Man... Is the number one. Yeah. So I guess this would be like they're doing uh, like spin-offs of Superman villains for me. Are you excited at all for a Morbius movie? Actually, no. Even if, say, if, the, if uh, Disney Marvel Studios were, were like, look, we're taking all the, the Spidey villains, we're going to make solo movies of those, set it all in, in-house, blah, 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 you know, how it all works, the way it should be. And they were like, we're doing Morbius. I would still be like, why? So on that hand, I'm like, no, I'm not. And then because, you know, coming off Venom and being a, you know, the Sony production, I'm still at no. <laughs> so in both accounts, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I'm the same. I, was yeah. wonder, I just wondered <laughs> what, your, what your position was. I'm trying to think what like DC villain I would think would be good enough to hold their own movie. Now, of course, we've got Suicide Squad, but that's very much its own thing. Could you do like a Lex Luthor film? Yeah, but... What else does Superman have? Like, I know, I mean, okay, I know he has a few roles. You know, he's got Metallo, Parasite, but no characters that you'd have a whole movie based around. Mm. It's just that whole thing. It's like, (laughs) it's a Spider-Man film, not Spider-Man, but again, Venom worked well. Spider-Man, they could do the Osbournes. The Osbournes, The Osbournes. The Green Goblins, the Hobgoblins. (laughs) Although, I guess... Hobgoblin is in an Osbourne, yeah, but... That's fine. But I know, but wasn't he Hobgoblin? What's the kid called that played Harry in The Amazing Spider-Man 2? Didn't he become a Hobgoblin? Anyway, no, that's just, not canon. He just, became not a, he just became a goblin. All right, then Franco in the, in the Sam Raimi ones. Was he the Hobgoblin? He was a green goblin. Was he? Yeah. Oh, wasn't okay. even that green. Oh, I think... Oh, okay. Are you sure? Oh, no, he was the Night Flyer. He had some Who made the up name. called him Night Flyer? <laughs> was that on a toy? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think he was, actually. Anyway. Uh, well, that's it for our Marvel news. Uh, on we go. The James Silent Bob reboot has been given the green light. Kevin Smith has been talking about many, many things for a long time now. <laughs> As he does. And one of them has been the James Silent Bob reboot movie. It will officially begin shooting on February 25th, the one-year anniversary of his heart attack. Did you hear about that? Okay, a while back in, yeah, yeah. You know... Yeah, touch and go there, but you know he's bounced back and he's looking good and he's making another Jane Silent Bob movie. Was that just a coincidence though, or did he perp- was he purposely like? Oh, I think it maybe he's planned it that way. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's a bit coincidental, isn't it? But you know, he he legitimately very nearly died. Well, and, that's it. Yeah, and he's and he's bounced back since then, and you know, his career is you know it's you know it's on an upward trajectory. He does all the DC shows. He's He's got a uh, Hit Girl comic coming out. Like he's busy, you know, he's doing character. stuff, yeah. And, yeah, and he's always busy with podcasts, TV appearances, he's doing interviews for IMDb. So the guy just doesn't stop working. But we're getting Jay and Silent Bob back. 
I like that it's officially happening. Like there's a date set in stone. It's... And he even put out a image of him and Jay together, like how they look in the movie. Because remember, look back at Silent Bob. He's a heavy guy. Mm. Kevin Smith today isn't. So, so in the I haven't seen the image. In the image, is he? Does he look how Kevin Smith looks now? Like, he, he, he does. Well, how he looks he... now, yeah, but he's thinner. No, I wonder if they'll commentate on that in the film at all. I reckon or... they will. You know, I. I recommended on the podcast, I think sometime last year, towards the end of the year, that TV pilot that he made, Hollyweed. And what they did is they had to reshoot the ending of it. And in the episode, it was him like a year ago. So he was quite, you know, not huge, but, you know, he was a bigger guy. And then they had him walk back and interact with the cap, one of the main characters at the end. And he made reference to the fact that he'd just been attacking a big ship. And that's <laughs> why he's it, thinner. Yeah. That's great. So that's how they handle it in Hollywood. <laughs> so maybe something similar for Jay yeah. Silent Bob. Obviously not the same joke, but uh, try because something different. Because Silent Bob is the butt of a lot of Jay's jokes, like yeah. calling him lunchbox and a lot of comments about his weight. Can't really do that now. And, and They've this, got to address it, yeah, but I hope they have fun with it. And The reboot script has been around for a while. So as you can imagine, Kevin Smith had to go back and do quite a few rewrites right. because a lot of the digs Jay was making to Bob don't work anymore because <laughs> unless they just they do it anyway <laughs> what like jay still sees him as being overweight even and he's he like he's like dude i've been working out of <laughs> you know i bet kevin smith loves it when people talk about his weight <laughs> let's move on to the next story we're both excited for that's more it jay no it's all positive stuff uh ghostbusters 3 more positive stuff hopefully sony pictures has set jason reitman's ghostbusters sequel for a july 2020 release Love it. I mean, it's so concrete, like, isn't it? That's next year. I know. The next year. It's, uh, it's over a year, but it's next year. Um, the working title for Ghostbusters 3 is Rust City. I like it. So is that Ghostbusters 3 semicolon Rust City? or No, I think it's... Or is that just the working title? So yeah, just... like, I mean, what was... I mean, Star Wars... And you, was it Star Wars and You Hope that was? Blue Harvest. Blue Harvest, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So sometimes they'll get, like, different titles, but maybe it will be Rust City. But that's certainly... <laughs> no, the... okay. Well, but Rust City it could be, you know, a reference to New York. It could be a reference to the battered Ecto-1. Who knows? Or it could just be what they're referring to it as. Mm. But either way, I like it. Ghostbusters 3, Rust City. So I did... I think I've successfully got you on board for reviewing nah. a Fast and the Furious nah. movie. Come on, Hobbs nah. and Shaw. The, the people want it, and we've said we're going to do it. Well, maybe if that's a success, we could also do the all-female spin-off. God it's happening. It. God. it is happening. Freaking damn it. So another spin-off. The film would likely, so we don't know for sure, centre around Michelle Rodriguez as Letty as its protagonist. Eva Mendes and Gal Gadot could potentially be involved. Okay. So they've got some good like female characters already there. So maybe they come back or maybe we'll get new ones. But I think at the very least, Michelle Rodriguez, you've got to get her back. She'd be the staple, I want She'd have to be. Yeah. And then put her in space. And put her in space. <laughs> but it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, we don't know when this is coming out, so maybe two years from now. But this year, we're going to get the Hobbs and Shaw movie. Next year, we're going to get Fast and Furious 9. And then potentially the following year, this. Fast and Furious is the new Star Wars. Holy shit. And in space, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there we go. Um, Netflix, um, there's a new... They've got a new untitled action comedy on its way. Um, Netflix announced that Jason Bateman will direct the, the new film uh, with John Cena as the star. So this comedy will reunite the director with Game Night Screen writer Mark Perez. So normally, we wouldn't be talking about a untitled movie that's currently in development, but just the idea of John Cena in an action comedy directed by Jason Bateman, there's going to be potential for Bateman to be in front of the camera as well. Yeah, I, I enjoy Bateman a lot of what I he do. does. Yeah, like, I like yes, it. this type of comedy. And we didn't talk about it in our year in review episode, but Game Night was a pretty good movie. Yeah, like, you think it'd just be a throwaway sort of comedy, but <laughs> they're really not it's actually, it's actually It's actually really good. Pretty decent, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is really good. Yeah, we probably should have mentioned it. <laughs> Notable mention. Ah, we're mentioning it. Yeah. Pokemon. We're getting more Pokemon. More Detective Pikachu ahead of the film's debut. A sequel is already in the works. It still blows my mind that there's a live-action Pokemon movie coming out this year. And Pikachu, voiced by Ryan Reynolds. Yep. <laughs> well, they're confident then that it's gonna. I mean, Pokemon sells though, doesn't it? Like whether it's the game, yeah. the movies. Again, like all I can say, all I can comment on this is like I just wish they were doing a different live-action Pokemon movie, not this. But yeah. 
But, but um, they, they still do those movies, though, don't they? But, like, home release movies. Oh, they do, I yeah, saw the, one popped the up animated on ones Netflix, yeah. yeah. That's a good one, actually. It was, like, a 20th anniversary. That's the Pokemon I choose you. It retells, like, the start of the TV series. That's a good one. Oh, sorry, we saying something. Ah, <laughs> Pokemon, you lost me. Shut but, your yeah, mouth. <laughs> but Pikachu 2. That's, um, Pikachu 2. <laughs> Detective Pikachu 2. <laughs> I feel like they can play with that name better. Pika, Pika 2? I mean, you know, it's currently Pokemon Detective Pikachu 2. They'll probably I give choose it a two. Title. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. I choose two. Pokemon Detective <laughs> Pikachu, I choose two. No, just I choose two. I choose no two. No explanation. <laughs> um, Zombieland. The second Zombieland Double Tap. Um, they did a they did a, ten, a hashtag ten year challenge on Facebook. That's the whole Instagram, whatever the social media. Um, they gave us our first official look at the sequel as well as the film's title, which is of course Zombieland Double Tap. Um, we've got a bit of news as well. Rosario Dawson joins the cast. That includes the stars of the two thousand nine original: Emma Stone, Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, and Abigail Breslin, who is pretty much the only one that looks different, mainly. Um, as well as series newcomer Zoe Dare Dush Dutch, is it meant to be? <laughs> I'm not familiar with the actress. I was going to say would, Zoe Dutch. I would say Zoe. Say I reckon it's Zoe Dutch. Zoe Zoe Dutch. <laughs> not Zoe Dush. <laughs> Let's go Zoe Dutch. I was going to say Dushanel, but that's not her. You know, I honestly <laughs> hate the hashtag ten year challenge, but I like this idea. It's a great hey, idea. They jumped on a thing, a trend, and they used it in their marketing. Well done. That's something different. And you're right. Abigail Breslin is the only one that really looks yeah, different. Yeah, I mean, she looked like she was a, I mean, she she's a like kid. She was a kid. Now she's older. The others, the poses are very similar. and Which is intentional. Yeah, of course it is, yeah. yeah. But they, they look like they did then. They're just, you know, good job you guys looking not aging in 10 years. And, like, a, and a great great tale. Double tap. I like it. But the sequel finds the zombie slayers fighting new zombies that have evolved in the years since the first film, as well as other human survivors, maybe more celebrities that they can kill. I reckon this is going to be a fun movie. I reckon this is going to be one for us to review, and maybe you and Rob so. can go back and revisit. Might be a good idea. Zombieland for rewind. Is this review. released this year? Uh, yes. Damn, We've got to put in the schedule. There you go. I'll put in the schedule. Did you see the Amazon pilot? For Zombieland. Nah. You know, Amazon do like a pilot season and if it's successful, like pick the it tick up, was, yeah. they'll pick it up. Oh man, it was awful. Okay. <laughs> it, it was, so it was really, really bad. Universal and Blumhouse will produce a new version of The Invisible Man from Lee Winnell, the director of Upgrade. He's also the guy that was connected with, what was it, Saw and stuff, yeah. all those movies. Plans for the Dark Universe film starring Johnny Depp have been abandoned. I quite liked The Mummy with The Rock, but Dark Universe, gone. With instead, The Rock, yeah, yeah. Instead, yeah. Universal team with Blumhouse, which I think are a perfect match, they're going to be giving us a more, I guess, grounded. Because if you look at The Mummy, they went really big. They had Tom Oh, Cruise. it was an action movie. Like, it's nuts. But, you know, they went to the great lengths. They had Danny Elfman to compose a signature theme for the Dark Universe logo at the beginning yeah. of the movie. Which they can still use. and they can, No. Yeah, are they really just it's done. It's done. I think they just started in the wrong place with the wrong direction, starting with, with The Mummy and, you know, because you, you do get that backlash of, you know, that those Brendan Fraser movies or the rock movies, whatever you want to call them. And I think when you when you think Universal Monsters, go to those classic characters, you know, like The Invisible Man, you know, like Dracula. It sounds like... When you think of The Mummy, you want bandages and stuff, you know. Not, not that sort of mythical type... Egyptian mummies. Yeah, I mean, you don't go to Blumhouse for like a big blockbuster. Like, they're gonna like bring it back and more in line with what, mm. what we know the Universal monsters should be. Make. Little horrors, little independent horrors, and have them come together in some creative way, and it'll be really cool. So hopefully, if they try again, I'll give them another shot because yeah, I want it to happen. Can you remember when we had the revelation? We're talking Dark Universe. Why have they called it that? Because Universal like, Studios. Oh, uh... Dark Universal. Uh... Great idea. Like wasted. <laughs> because they just <laughs> oh, did no, one movie. But Johnny Depp, like he's waiting by the phone. When am I doing my Invisible Man movie? You ain't. <laughs> Not happening. Lee Wanell again um, is set to script the remake of John Carpenter's Escape from New York. One of your faves, I think. Not my favorite of. John Carpenter, but it's up there. It's, it's up there. It's a, good... it's a good movie. It's a lot better than <laughs> L.A. <laughs> but uh, I'm surprised by this. I'm surprised at how how positive people have been about this remake. Like, ordinarily, 
people get up in arms. But, you know, this was obviously Kurt Russell, Snake Plissken, mm. and an iconic role. And the idea of it being made again, I do think it's because Winnell is attached. Do you reckon, like, yeah, like, he's really made a name for himself. I mean, there's two stories that we've got talking about him. Yeah, there could be something decent there. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely something here. And I think also, I don't think it's a title that most you know, people are overly precious of. You know, like like you said, like you enjoy it, take it for what it was. But you you know, you I mean, it is protective a, and precious. it is a cult classic, and you're gonna there is gonna be that fan base for it. And he, and he is like he's a cult icon, Snake Plissken. Mm. But yeah, but people are on board for this remake. I was just surprised how on board people were. All right, well, on that, yeah, that's the end of the movie side of the news. We'll just jump straight into the TV news. Well, it's official. The CW is bringing back the entire Arrowverse for another season. The renewals will take Arrow into its eighth season, The Flash into its sixth season, DC's Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl into their fifth season. So they're both on season five. All coming back. All these shows are coming back. And Black Lightning. I didn't mention Black Lightning. Also coming back. All oh, right, okay. So like, cool. all the DC shows are coming back, and that Supernatural's on like series fifty or something. <laughs> <laughs> something, <laughs> something ridiculous. So yeah, CW. It's almost like they've just hit renewals on all the shows. <laughs> like, so I'd imagine so. Everything's coming back. Riverdale and that's CW, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's coming back. Sabrina on CW. Uh, or is it a Netflix I, thing now? You know what? I know it's. Ne- I think it is Netflix. Yes, it was originally going to be CW, and then Netflix picked it up as like original content. Well, we know that's renewed for like ten seasons or something, anyway. So, but it's the CW <laughs> shows, like all these shows, Arrow, Flash, all of them. I never worry. <laughs> you know, it's like you know, I'm never like you know, I'm online like checking for renewal updates oh, because they just come back. <laughs> these shows always come I think, back, and they've also, I, I mean, Arrow, for instance, has run such a long course. I think if they were to wrap it up, maybe it would be a like it wouldn't be the worst thing. If not, maybe I do, it could be a good thing. I do honestly think that maybe one more season will be it for Arrow, yeah. and it's not because CW won't pick it up. I just think certain certain shows run a course, and I think they'll get to a point when they've done everything mm. with Arrow, and that character can still exist in all these other shows that are connected. But who knows? But yeah, Supergirl, Legends, everyone is coming back. Now, Supergirl, uh, talking Lex Luthor, previously we spoke about John Cryer being cast as Lex Luthor. Now we know John Cryer from Two and a Half Men, the one that's not pretty Charlie pink. Sheen. Yeah, Ducky. pretty pink. <laughs> like Ducky. Um, yeah, we got our first look at him in a character poster. And there's like, a prison cell, we see his name on the door. Bald head. It's, you know, you expect a bald head. I mean, Jesse Eisenberg didn't give it up straight away, but you think, you know, Lex Luthor, bald. Didn't expect a beard, but then he is imprisoned. Okay. Okay, yeah, makes I sense. I was surprised to see when a beard When he gets out, Lex. he'll probably shave. Now, nah, look, I said, you know, like, I googled a few pictures of him trying to look for, a, you know, a scary look of him, and I'm like, if John Cryer does that face, which he does in this post, it works. It's... We, we were both shocked at the casting, and then we slowly, uh, I think, you know, we slowly came to grips with it and and the thing that I liked most about it is the fact that they've not cast another young guy as Lex Luthor we're actually getting an older guy mm. so I think there's something there like I like the idea of Lex being older than Superman which of course we've gotten in this in the series already yeah I, I think it's going to be a good fit and you've got to look at all the comedies that Cryer has done like you know mainly Two and a Half Men just because he's done them and they've been successful it doesn't mean that's all he can do it's just what he did and what, what works for him. So you've got to think he's got another muscle that he wants to stretch and hopefully we get to see that in Supergirl. We've got some Titans news. This is season two. Deathstroke and his children, Jericho and Ravenger, are reportedly coming to the series, which will be pretty exciting. Of course, we've seen Deathstroke before. It was on Arrow. We got to see him very briefly at the end of Justice League. This is pretty cool. This is. But Deathstroke is a Titans villain. So it makes sense for him to be brought in in that second season. And by having his kids in there as well, I think we'll just, you know, the dynamic will work with the younger Titan heroes. They can play a little bit more. And then Deathstroke versus Robin. We've not had that. I mean, obviously on Arrow, we've got Deathstroke versus Green Arrow. But this is very much a different thing. And lastly, Chucky, you know... Child's Play, that old little guy. Sci-Fi is teaming with Chucky creator Don Mancini for a TV series based on the killer doll. And the show will be a fresh take on the franchise. What are your thoughts? 
Well, fresh take, but in continuity with the film. So what they've come out and said is they won't be censoring Chucky. Because the whole thing is that, you know, he's got a mouth on him. Yep. You know, he swears like a trooper. It's on sci-fi. They can get away with it. They can. They did yeah. it in Happy. What else has sci-fi had? They've currently got Deadly Class. So they can get a bit free and loose. Yeah. So they're not going to censor Chucky. Because that, that's what you wouldn't want. Like, if you're going to continue the movies, but then censor him on TV. But they've come out and said that's not going to be happening. So we're going to get Chucky on TV, original creator. And then we get the reboot on the big screen. All right. In the same year. Chucky's year. Two, two Chucky's. Two Chucky's. All right, that's it for our TV news. Um, on to some recommends. I'm going to recommend a show that I absolutely love right now. I've mentioned on this podcast many times before, there's certain type of TV shows that my wife and I like. British cop shows. Oh, I thought you were going <laughs> to you gonna say Married at First Sight. Oh, no, my God. no, 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 no. That's, uh, <laughs> we'll continue the conversation off air. <laughs> But no, Unforgotten. That's the show I'm here to recommend. It's currently had three series. Last night, I finished the second series. I've seen series one and series two. I was looking for something to watch because, you know, we're like, over Christmas, you know, shows go away and we had like gaps in our schedule. And I went out looking for something and I saw these DVDs and I thought, you know what? Without watching these, I know this is one of our shows. If you are unfamiliar, the crime drama stars Nicola Walker and... Sanjeev Basker as the lead characters, DCI Cassie Stewart and DC Sunil Khan. It's bloody brilliant. The series is centered around, or each series is centered around a historical crime and then the teamwork unraveling secrets left buried for years. So I guess if you're going to compare it to anything, it would be Cold Case, a US crime show, only this is way better. And I'm looking forward to getting stuck into series three. And it is, it's just brilliant. And, and one of the favorite, my favourite things about it is that it's a cop show about cops being cops. It's not like CSI and they're, like, they're using like holograms and all this fancy sci-fi techno stuff. It's just old school police work. It, it's really, Old really school good. police it's work. It's people like checking emails. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like you actually see them investigating things. And, and it's great. And that is the, the thing with each series. It's always a historical crime like the first series i think it was like something that happened in maybe the 70s and then the 90s for the series two okay mm. but it's good stuff but it's people like you know consequence in the present day it's it's a lot of fun it's better than i'm making it sound i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> it is it is a great great show uh unforgotten and i can't speak highly enough uh about nicola walker she's bloody brilliant check it out okay i'm going to netflix for my recommend once again um, now this one is a two season part thing American Vandal I'm pretty sure I haven't recommended it no you haven't oh thank god I was nervous um, so this is basically a like a mockumentary television series I guess um, in vain of shows like Making a Murderer and Serial and stuff like that so it's about these two kids uh, Peter and Sam and they investigate a a vandalism prank that has occurred at their school. They make a documentary about it. They try and clear this other one of their peers' uh, name because he's been pretty much charged with it and all that. It's funny. It's so serious, but like the humor and the satire is so on point. It's it's brilliant. Um, the first one is the first season is about uh, these dicks that have been drawn on like faculty cars. They try and obviously solve who did it. Try and clear that guy's name. The second series follows the Peter and Sam investigating a new school. Um, they've been contacted to investigate a character called the Turd Burglar, <laughs> who put laxatives in everyone's lemonade during lunch and caused a mass explosion in everyone's pants. Basically, everyone shat themselves. It's brilliant. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, if you haven't checked it out, it's on Netflix, so check so, out both so again, seasons. We've, without seeing them, so it's, they're playing it very, very straight, but the actual crimes themselves... Ridiculous. Well, is, they're, playing is that the whole, they're playing it straight, the but point? say you take take a scene in the second season where you know, like, you've got these two cops and like they're they're interrogating these kids. You know, they're asking questions like, "Did you make blah 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 shit their pants?" Like they're they're delivering well, they're it so, it, but they're playing it's it straight. so straight. 
But that Leslie Nielsen in Naked Gun, everything's ridiculous, but he's giving a straight deadpan delivery. Uh, yeah. Maybe yeah. Not, not exactly like not to the kind, not to the like parody that. environment of say, like the what Naked Gun and stuff. some of the what the dialogue they're saying is ridiculous. It's so ridiculous, but, but they're not saying it that way. Like they're, no, it's it, very much, it's factual. Like this, yeah. this happened. There's dicks on the cars, and they're just talking. Yeah, about it. it's okay. like, did you draw the dicks? I Who did draw the dicks? I have heard really good yeah. things about. No, it. Check right. it out. I think okay. the first episode should hook you. Unless it just doesn't sit well with you, but no, nah, um, American Vandal, two mm. seasons on Netflix. Two seasons, and you just have three series of Unforgotten to watch. Mm. And we're even <laughs> historical crimes. <laughs> That's it. Now we want to wrap up with a bit of trivia. Now we mentioned Chucky, right? In one story, <laughs> so I'm going to give you a bit of uh, Chucky trivia, Child's Play trivia. Chucky's full name, Charles Lee Ray if you didn't know, is derived from the names of notorious killers Charles Manson, Lee Harvey Oswald, the guy who assassinated John F. Kennedy, and James Earl Ray, um, assassin of Martin Martin Luther King, not Martin, because who that? Um, And with Child's Play, the original plot idea was to have a lifelike good guy doll um, that would actually bleed and would have latex skin. Um, and then you can go out and buy bandages, like official bandages for your dolls. Um, and in a Blood Brother pact, um, these two kids or two characters like did a Blood Brother pact or something with the doll or something like that. And it like it came to life. And the original name of the movie was meant to be Blood Buddy. It's mental, but they changed it and we got Child's Play. As it was. <laughs> Child's Play sounds better. You know, yeah. I, I was always listening, I'm thinking, is he talking about merchandise in real life? Where it was like, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, like but in, in the movie, that's what it was about. You know, the good guy doll. And... But I thought it meant you could, yeah. Okay. Well, because I think they're the main. But you know, like, you can get those babies where oh, they yeah, like wee and cry and all that <laughs> stuff. I thought it was sort of like a doll, but you could it in it anyway. <laughs> that's what, it, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. But it'd really bleed and then. Okay, cool. The, first, the original concept of the movie was supposed to be like a dig at child's merchandising and toy marketing and stuff like that. So there was like that ridiculous sort of. So that's how it started, thing. and it ended turned up into being a murderous a doll TV series on sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> many, many what years a journey. later. Here we are. Well, that's it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud, and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Films You Podcast. And don't forget our brand new website, thatfilmsyoupodcast.com. If you haven't already, make sure you check out our recent reviews of Glass and The Reign of the Superman. Sounds Like Comics have a recent episode looking at 1997 Steel and Rewind and Review have an upcoming review for 1971's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, Willy! You've been uh, <laughs> listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film's due. See you soon. Because it's Super Bowl Sunday, but it's actually Super Bowl Monday because it's Monday here. But because we're putting it out on Wednesday. <laughs>